Well, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Youth and Culture podcast and making this podcast a part of your day today. I'm your host, Ryan Sebastian, and I am joined with my co-host, David Pinkham. Man, I'm excited to be here. Fall has fallen. It is starting to get cold, and I am wearing flannel. It's a good day. I know. (laughs) I woke up the past couple of days, and it's 50 degrees here Mm. in Lumberton near the coast where it's usually it was last year was 90 degrees on halloween last year ew and actually feels like we're gonna have a fall this year so i'm pretty excited i'm pretty pumped up yep my wife woke up this morning to go walking with a friend of hers and she said it was in the 40s and i was like yeah because fall is my favorite season oh yeah oh yeah love it well i am excited about our interview this week because we actually got to do an interview together which is the first time we've, I think, since we've been, I took you on the podcast and you came yeah. on as a co-host. This is the first time we've been able to do this. So I'm excited, yeah. um, excited who we were able to talk with. And we were actually able to talk with um, Josh Hooper, a.k.a. Carl, and cool, Carl. Andy Denoon. And we talked to him about a devotional that just released, also specifically on strategies and reaching uh, Gen Z with the gospel. My uh, devotional finally came in. Yes, and I got I'm super actually, excited. Yeah, and I got I got one as well. Actually, I got one earlier, and now I got well, I got two now, and hoping to order a whole box pretty soon. That's right. I'm excited about it because I think it's going to be one of those things that uh, helps. Gen Z really engage in scripture. And we, we talk about that in the, in the interview today. And one of the things that I was, I was very impressed with, with these guys is uh, for those of you who may be following Sunday cool and and what they're doing. um, There's a little bit of controversy after they put the devotional out and uh, the conversations we had with these guys on and off air and the way that they have um, handled things. I I've been very, um, I've been impressed with because in a, in a culture that uh, freaks out about everything and uh, yells and screams at people when they don't like getting their way. uh, We have two guys who love the Lord, love Gen Z and want to see them engage in scripture. And even when something um, becomes an obstacle for them, they roll with the punches and they get back up and they keep chugging along, trying to reach Gen Z, trying to get them to fall in love with scripture. And they do it with grace and with love. And, and that's, a, that's a great example. So I'm super excited about this, uh, not just because we finally got to do an interview together, <laughs> but um, that we got to interview two guys that are solid guys who love the Lord, love the church, and love the word. And uh, that's exciting to see guys like that reaching into the, to the young generations to show them that it, it really is a good and positive and uplifting, uh, great thing to, to have a love for the Word of God. So I'm, I'm super excited about this conversation. Yeah, I, I am 
pumped up as well and, and looking and I totally agree and I, when it comes to their demeanor, their heart, the way they carry themselves. Again, what you said often on air was very humble. Um, because it, it's easy for us to get pretty aggravated when something doesn't go away. And, I, and, and just interacting with them with just an attitude of humility. Uh, so I was very, very thankful to see that and to hear that um, on and off the air, air. So I'm really pumped up for our interview with Josh Hooper and Andy Denoon. So stay tuned for our interview. Guys, I am super, super excited about our guest today and about the topic we're going to be talking about. Plus, uh, today's kind of a little bit different and exciting as well because I finally have David on the same interview with me together talking to our, our guest. I'm excited about, excited about that as well. So, we're actually going to be talking with Andy DeNoon and Josh Hooper, a.k.a. Carl. Yo. What's up? Hey, guys. Glad How's to have you. Hey, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Super stoked. So stoked. And I'm excited about <laughs> our topic. because We're going to be talking about Gen Z, which y'all, I think, in the youth ministry realm, have blown up with the Gen Z language videos. That mm-hmm. I absolutely Love. So, what, what, before we got to dive into our topic about being more, um, just strategies and, um, concepts of how to reach, better reach, uh, Gen Z specifically, um, reaching them with the gospel, uh, reaching them for it's getting to God's word. How about y'all kind of introduce yourselves a little bit more? Maybe there's someone out there who has not heard of you and kind of your story and kind of what led you to do what you're doing now. Yeah, so I'll go first. Uh, my name is Josh Hooper. Um, I work for a company called Sunday Cool Tees. Uh, this is our fourth year being in business. We do t-shirts, super soft t-shirts, all that jazz. We print it for like youth groups, churches, camps, all the above. Um, and what I do here at Sunday Cool is I'm the content manager um but really all that means is make videos that have nothing to do with t-shirts and i talk about chicken nuggets and i say fart a lot um and yeah that's kind of that's my little short introduction my dad owns sunday cool so this is probably the only reason i have this job so <laughs> it's all it's all who you know right yes yeah that, exactly <laughs> But now it's because of you that he's getting his bills paid. Yeah. Right? So it's right. pretty much yeah, <laughs> perfect. Uh, my name is Andy. I'm uh, originally from uh, Montana and I've uh, actually only been at Sunday Cool for the past year. Um, but my job is pretty much I'm just content coordinator. I do a lot of script writing. I help film, edit, and uh, just come up and brainstorm with ideas. And also a lot of um, uh, just the uh, relational side with you know, you know, talking with youth pastors, connecting with them, and just kind of um, just building relationships. And so it's a really really fun job definitely a dream job at least for me i know 
Um, and I've um, been absolutely blessed to work at Sunday Cool Teas, and so work alongside Josh and Carl and everybody, all the characters has just been an absolute dream. So uh, we have a lot of fun, and uh, it's, a, it's a fun job for sure. Yeah. Of course, you just wrote a new devotional that yeah. came out. And of course, I got, I got I'm sitting here looking at it right now. Um, for those of you who cannot see because you're listening, um, uh, it's a new, a new book and devotion just came out. I think, when, was it, when was it released? Was it August 15? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I should know that because all the A15 little yeah. graphics have been <laughs> yeah. all over social media. Yeah. Um, but what led y'all to actually uh, write the devotional, um, the word according to Gen Z? Yeah. So um, I've been doing, I've been doing like the Carl videos in the Brock videos, all the Sunday cool videos for a little over three years now. And so I started off working in production, actually printing the t-shirts and it just got to the point where I'm like, ah, I don't, don't want to do this anymore. And my dad's like, well, why don't you just start making like marketing stuff, like videos? I'm like, like funny videos. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I do like funny videos. And, um, so I was like, do you want me to do like a character or something? He's like, yeah, I mean, whatever you, you think. And so I'm like, all right. So I put on a sweater and some glasses. I said, Hey, my name's a uh, conservative Carl. And he's like, yeah, that that's cool. I guess we'll go with that. And so started doing that. Um, I was originally doing it as marketing pieces, like trying to show the quality of our shirts and it was going okay. Um, and then it just got to the point where I'm like, dad, can you just like, let me just make fun content that youth pastors, like our clients could use for their youth group and stuff. And he's like, yeah, let's try it. So I did that and it took off. Like people really enjoyed it, which is really cool. A big blessing. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that for three years and then it kind of got to the point where I was just like, God's obviously giving me a platform, especially with the Gen Z kids and I don't want to waste it. And I was really upset of just like, I was, I was kind of just in a stage of life where I was just kind of depressed. I'm like, I don't even know how to like transition from being like funny, goofy, like I don't know what I'm talking about to like, Hey, let's talk about the gospel. So that was a hard thing for me to kind of figure out. And I had this talk with Andy and my dad and stuff. And they're like, well, let's just pray about it. That God will give us a open up doors to where we can like introduce the gospel and God's word to these kids. And then two weeks after that, uh, Lifeway students, we're up in um, Chattanooga, Tennessee at the Conclave conference. And Lifeway students approached us. They bought us lunch. And I told them, like, my heart and everything. And they're basically like, well, why don't you just write a devotional that's meant for the Gen Z kids? Like, use your funny platform and, like, kind of intertwine it with, like, the message you want to share. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's, like, a really cool idea. And so for the next, I don't know, five, oh, five plus months, yep. we were planning out the devotional reading scripture like back and forth just like trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about and it came down to we wanted to talk about the um the reverence of god's word the ministry and the application of god's word and um just because my desire ultimately is to get kids super hungry for reading god's word and get them 
and like trying to open up, open it back up to where there, it's not like a, a numbing because the kids, they hear scripture all the time, I would say. And it's, I feel like it's almost become a little numb and deafening. So it's like, how can we possibly make a tool to get them more engaged into like wanting to read more scripture. And so the Gen Z devotional is what we came up with and the rest is history. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because we never even thought about writing a devotional. It was never on our horizon. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy who we just wrote a devotional and I can't even spell, I'm, I'm fairly certain I can't spell restaurant. Like I, I, for some reason, I for sure can. Like, I don't know why, but it's like, that's one word. It's like, but, um, you know, you see the Bible is full of people. God uses people that are um, not likely to be used or to be put up. And so it's um, something that we're super, super humbled by the opportunity to be approached by Lifeway and um, give that platform and hopefully get our foot into the door of, uh, I think that's what the videos have done, got our foot in the door to start conversations, hopefully help youth ministers make it easier to transition into service or whatever um, and start certain conversations. But um, having this devotional um and being a part of their every Wednesday service was something that was really cool because now it's like, it's not just a funny video. Now it's like these people, we can actually read what they are writing and also watch their videos laugh and learn at the same time, which I think was super important for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And I, one of the, I'm still waiting for mine to show up in the mail. Cause I kind of got behind the ball and well, uh, he's so got two. So I mean, he's just rubbing it in your face. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a little talk about that. Hey, I, I, I offered to mail them one now. Yeah. <laughs> I offered yep. to mail them one. Um, but I, I think I just, I signed up after the first round of printing and, and shipping. So I'm waiting for that second round. But one of the things I've been wondering about with this is what, how'd you figure out which verses to include in uh, your, the ones that you do the translation for, how, how did you figure out which ones to do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were just kind of like, just, it was really just, I, I would honestly say it was very spirit led in the sense of like, if, okay, if we have 10 days to talk about each thing, cause it's a 30 day devotional, yeah, the reverence, the ministry and the application. Yeah. So if we have 10 verses to use and we just like, flipping through, flipping through. And the majority of the verses actually for the, were from the Old Testament, which I was super stoked about because I feel like um, a lot of kiddos don't bother reading the Old Testament as much. And it's just so rich. And it's like, that's what the early church had, you know, it was like the Old Testament. That's what they referred to scriptures as. So that was super cool. And I really think that was very spirit led in the sense of um, God showing us what to use and stuff. So, and I do have to say that for as, of course, as being in ministry as long as I have, which is not long compared to most Make people. Make yourself sound old. Well, I'm not that old. Even though my teens think I'm old fart because I'm 33, but they think I'm. <laughs> hey, I got boomer the other day. And I'm going bald, so that's another reason why I think I'm old. <laughs> uh, but I do have to say this: the way this devotional is set up it's the most creative I've seen so far um, creative. And also to me, it's, it, to me, it's, it's more ef- effective engaging teens than I've seen in a while. Um, I just handed, I just handed the uh, devotional for one of my teenagers who's he's in high school and uh, had him to look at it. And he said, I have never seen anything like this. This is pretty good. I was like, wow, that's awesome. I was like, yeah, I know it's awesome. <laughs> um, but I got, I kind of want to, kind of switch gears and say and i put this in here just briefly i don't want to take some as much time on this but 
it is no longer being produced by Lifeway uh, because, Correct. yes, because of uh, some not, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, I don't care, some dumb decisions <laughs> that was made, uh, in, in my opinion. And again, if people are listening, don't agree with me, you can email me. My email is ryanpaulsebastian at gmail.com. Love to have a conversation with you. Email Ryan, not me. Yeah, email me, I don't care. <laughs> Um, but, uh, if people want to get a hold of maybe this book, you're, so Lifeway is no, no longer producing it, but now you're actually self, uh, publishing this right. book. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So we are self publishing now. Uh, we've partnered with the, uh, ministry group, uh, stuff you can use. Um, and they're helping us promote it. We've been friends with them for since the beginning of Sunday cool, really. Um, so yeah, they're helping us out promote the book and but you can get it on coolcarl.com. That's with two L's. Cool Carl C A R L L. Yeah. Yeah. And and this whole situation obviously wasn't um what we expected. Uh but we're still on good terms with Lifeway students. We still talk with them on a regular basis. They're good people. Um, but you know, they made a decision that was obviously unfortunate, you know, compared to you know what we expected. It was something they didn't plan on, we didn't plan on. Um, but uh, looking back, as weird as it sounds, we would 100% do it again just because of everything that's happened and how God has worked toward it um, from that. So it's um, it's been really cool just to see how God works from that. And so to be able to self-publish, have full control over it, and be able to partner with a great organization like Stuff You Can Use, obviously, is a dream. You know, we're such huge fans. We're friends with Kenny and L, but man, we're just big fans of what they do. So just to be a big part of that is um, super cool to have them with us. Yeah. No, Absolutely. And one question I want to ask you guys, because I think, to be honest with you, I think you're the cutting edge of connecting with Gen Z at their level. We're so, trying. No, yeah. I'm honest with you. I'm not doing kids, it on purpose. <laughs> my kids, my, my students love y'all. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, I was telling one of my teenagers who, uh, that I'm going to be talking with y'all today, and they're like, really? Really? You're talking to Carl? You're talking to Carl? Really? Really? Um, <laughs> So one thing I want to ask is what, what, are, what are some ways to effectively reach Gen Z uh, where they are at? I think the biggest one is uh, me and Josh really are really passionate just about being genuine, um, just being super intentional with uh, the teenagers and being invested in what they're doing. Um, I was a youth pastor for seven years before I came to work for Sunday Cool. And um, the, the strongest relationships I still have to this day um, are the people, the kids, students I know that I truly invested in their life. Um, and to be actually genuinely interested in what they are doing, what they value, and meeting them um, right where they're at is super important. So I think kind of just, um, I think the fact that we realize, you know what, we are just a bunch of middle, um, mid, mid-20 guys who are um, nearing 30 that are trying to make relevant content for Gen Zers. Like, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We understand that what we make is probably going to make us laugh more quicker than it's going to make everyone else laugh. But hopefully, you know, it's something that kind of makes people realize that you don't have to be, if you're a Christian and you want to make content, you don't have to make Christian content. You could just be a couple of um, people making really good content that just happen to be Christians, people who love Jesus. And so um, I think that's the being genuine and very intentional is uh, super important. Um, yeah. And I would say definitely trying to match 
um what all the gen z kids are into so obviously like tiktok is huge and how the main premise of tiktok is it's comedy based for the most part and so just trying to match them where they're at and just giving them fun clean content you know that they can laugh at and then also try to witness to them at the same time through our actions and this devotional and stuff so I think there's a big line difference between being relevant and sacrificing, you know, moral and, you know, spiritual beliefs and stuff like that. Cause mm. I mean, I've, I asked that question a long time ago on a youth ministry page and I got roasted because I was like, how do you stay more relevant? And it's like, well, just be yourself. It's like, well, that I understand that, but it's like, how do we relate more to what they're, um, what they value and what they're passionate about without compromising, um, you know, the scripture and, and what we're called to do in our calling. And so I think there's just a fine line there. So it's like, okay, if they're, if, you know, kids are watching TikTok, then why aren't you on TikTok? Well, there's bad stuff on TikTok. Well, I mean, there's bad stuff on the internet too, but you're scrolling on Facebook and YouTube all day long, right? Like, so we, we, we got to meet the students where they're at. And I think that's, um, that's what they want. They want somebody who's going to, that's willing to chase them down and really fight to get to know them. Yeah. And it kind of, I've always had that verse in my head with this whole thing of like, where is it where Paul says, like, when I'm with the Jews, I become a Jew. When I'm oh, with yeah. the Gentiles, yeah. I become a Gentile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he always maintained all things to all people. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, that's kind of been our mindset. But with not changing who we are, you know, because at our core, we love Jesus. But we're going to be with the people that we're going to be with, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So this comes down to like a, a quote I heard a long time ago. Uh, you, ch- you, you can need to change the methods. Don't change the the message. Yeah. The methods exactly. need to change, but the message never changes. Yeah. You got to be able to be adaptable. And it is difficult, Andy. I mean, you mentioned this to enter their space, but still stay genuine because, I mean, they're the biggest fake detectors out there. Yeah. Um, teenagers can smell fake a mile away. And uh, if you... Uh, it, it's really hard to try to convince someone that you're into what they're into if you think it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so uh, if, you, if you try to fake like you know it all, I mean, I remember when I was in youth ministry, there was this kid that always, always tore his uh, his. And he, this dude was a senior in high school, and he was still pulling all the crust off his bread. And like he was like, I was like, what are you doing, man? Why do like explain to me like not in the downlay? It's just like why do you do that? And it's a simple thing, but I, he mentioned that later on in his life where he's just like. The fact that you even cared enough to ask showed me that like you didn't have to like know everything. We don't have to pretend like we're in on trends, but if we're interested in what they um what they value and what they are and who they are, and um I think that's what's going to really make um put ourselves in a position where we're going to be able to help minister to the kids and teens more. And that's what we're hoping to do with their videos is meet them where they're at, joke about what they're already joking about. And um, hopefully that starts some conversations either in the comments or with their youth pastors. So are you saying cutting the crust off of bread is a trend? Uh, it was for him. It was for him. You got to get on that Uncrustables game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah that's hey, maybe I can make a video. Um, yeah. <laughs> the crust off of bread. We got a new trend, guys. It's called <laughs> cutting the crust off. I wonder how many of those. Everyone's that, doing it. I wonder how many of those we could. You could actually bring back because you know how trends like to cycle through sometimes. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I wonder how many of those really old trends that used to be cool and now everybody thinks they're stupid. You could bring back just because you made a dumb video about it. I mean, <laughs> mullets are back. 
Mullets are yeah. bad guys. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Early 90s when I was a kid. Uh-uh. There you go, I don't, Ryan. I'm not having my mullet back. Watch, I can't grow one now because it's the hair is gone. Well, that's, that's the only spot you can grow. I'm waiting, for the, I'm waiting for the bowl cuts to come back in full swing. Mm. I'm going to start rocking a bowl cut. 90s, man. 90s. 90s is going to come back hardcore. Oh, yeah. That's kind of creeping in. Yes. But uh, one, um, one thing I kind of wanted, just wanted to kind of snip back and ask is the Gen Z, a language. Yes. How did y'all come up with that? Yeah, I just, that was so funny because like, the so the first Gen Z translation video I did um, went absolutely viral. It was insane. Um, but it was literally, this was before Andy got here. And I'm like, I was seeing on all the youth pastor pages on Facebook, they're like, my kids are saying the darnest things, like yeet and oof. And like, what does this mean? And so I'm like, that'd be really funny to make like a translation video. And so I looked it up and because I always look up if I have a video idea, I look up to see if anyone has done it because I hate copying ideas. And I didn't see anything. So I'm like, all right, I'll just do that. And so I wrote the script. I literally was just making up like translations for words that like real words that kids were using. And I filmed it and put it up and it blew up like it was on the top page of reddit for like a full day and like collectively from facebook and youtube it's gotten like five million views or something and um but yeah it's still to this day it's just it's my brain i said if people could look inside my brain they would probably be afraid because of the most (laughs) random things that i think and so the Gen Z language actually making up words comes pretty natural to me. And Andy's, Andy's really good at it too. And that was just the fun part of doing the Gen Z translations for the Evo. It's because that was ones like, obviously everything else was centered around the gospel and we had verses all over the place in the Devo. And so the last thing we did was create the Gen Z translations because that was obviously the least important. That was for the entertainment purposes. Yeah. It took us like 15, like it yeah. literally, it was the last day before we turned in the final uh, script for the Devo. Like, oh man, we got to write the Gen Z translation. So we sat down for like maybe 15, 20 minutes and just wrote out the Gen Z translations. Yeah, so it's, so- it's such an afterthought because that's like, we don't want that to be like the thing we spend most of the time on because that's not our primary focus. But that's the fun thing. It's just like, okay, like people are like, oh, do you really think Gen Z people talk like this? I'm like, we're like, no, we don't think, we don't think they call bread Sammy blankies. Okay. It's fun. It's like, it's hilarious. It's supposed to be satire people. Come on. Yeah. Some of those are, some of those are just off the wall, but I've, I've shown your videos to my youth group. Like the, one of the things I've done um, to just kind of get our night going when we meet is do I do like a little transitional video between worship and when I get up to teach and you know I'm looking for stuff that I thought was funny when I was in college and and then I found you guys and so for like three months in a row before COVID hit I was every Sunday night it was a new Sunday cool uh, video and um, a couple of the translation ones I'd watch them and then I'd look at my students and go is that accurate and they're like yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) no but you guys really talk like this Yeah. And I said, yeah, about half those words we actually use on a regular basis. And then one of the middle school boys in the back of the room just went, yeet. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. And, and I do, I do want to kind of preference, though, from those of you who are listening, 
uh, even though we we're, we're jokingly we're talking about Gen Z translation, the book. I just want to say it's not a translation. It's not a translation. Uh, and the reason why I say that because <laughs> that's part of the reason why people were complaining about yeah, that's the book what was with making like, the Karens mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought we did like the whole Bible in Gen Z talk. <laughs> Yeah, Which the, we would we would we would never do. People have asked us like, "Can you just do the whole Bible?" And we're like, "No way, dude!" Because that's not yeah. our goal. Our goal is not to like take God's word and make it like non legible. You know, like we the goal was to take something funny and direct kids towards reading God's word. That's why we put the ESV translation on the next page. So yeah, yeah and also the if you just if people actually took the time again past tense but back uh, when they were complaining about it, if they took the time to actually read the how-to yeah page in the beginning of the devotional that goes pretty in depth and says that this is not a translation this is meant for humor yeah and anyway i just i just had to throw that in because um well i, I, I remember talking about, when we're talking about gen z translation we're not talking about actual translation we're talking about something that's humorous yeah yeah, yeah. Comedic, um, have some comedic value. You guys did translate one of my favorite verses, though. Uh, when Elisha met the uh, 42 boys outside the city. Uh, yeah. That Din-din. was made the squad. <laughs> uh, I've got a t shirt that uh, Ben Reed made with the Respect Your Elders. Oh, now. yeah. Yeah. I think you guys you guys do that one now, don't you? Oh, uh, we used that? to. Yeah. Used yeah. to? He, gave, okay. he, he gave us permission to sell it through yeah. Cool Carl, and we did for a while, and then we cycled it out. I think it was like last October, okay. November, when we sold out, and we did a new version on it. But oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I I accidentally got those T-shirts before you guys started printing them, so I don't have any super soft versions of it. Oh, they don't exist anymore, so you yeah. know, look now. Yeah. No, this no, is actually hey, a cool T-shirt. No Devo. Wow, you really. <laughs> you could you could always request a T-shirt it's in the design, and they'll make it for you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, that's true. true. I'm actually wearing one right now. It's the one you did for Word of Life a couple of years ago for their summer. Is it the one for one? Yep. Or, yeah. Nice. South America one for one, and it's oh man, I put it on, and I was like, holy cow. I'm wearing a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> like a golden retriever <laughs> hugging you all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So one thing I do want to just, uh, as we're kind of getting close to wrapping up, I do want to ask is, is why it's one piece of advice that you can give youth leaders in their ministry. What would mm. it be? Um, mine would be to be super authentic, but also to devote the majority of your time um, to building a relationship with Christ for yourself because that instantly reflects off of you to everybody else. And so don't get so caught up in, oh, what's my next sermon going to be? Like, I got to do this, this, and this. Like, I'd say devote the majority of your time to reading scriptures, falling falling more in love with Christ, and 100%, the Spirit's just going to reflect off of you, and those kids are going to see it and just want to be a part of it. So that's my advice. I think there's a lot of truth in that. I think um, I remember a season of my youth ministry career where I was focusing on, I mean, I love public speaking. I love it. And so I was focusing on how do I get better at public speaking? How do I absolutely captivate a crowd within seconds? And I feel like that was my main focus for a long time, whereas like if I can if I can speak really well, if I can capture their attention really well, then I'm going to, I'm really going to help some students. And then uh, 
old, old, uh, you know, uh, words from my old youth pastor kind of kept ringing through my head. It says the best thing you can do for your teens is have a genuine relationship with Christ. And he promises us that if we abide in him, we will bear fruit. And so he's literally telling you, if you abide in me, I will, you will bear fruit. And that's in your youth, youth ministry. And so he's promising you right there. You have to do one simple thing that's abide in him and he will do the rest. And I feel that is so overlooked because we talk about strategies. We talk about, we talk about um, protocols. We talk about, um, you know, scheduling out a year in advance, all these things and planning. And it's like, that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're missing the piece of just having a genuine loving relationship with the father, like you're missing, you're missing it completely. And um, I think that's, uh, that, that would, I think that's always going to be my number one advice because that's my number one advice for myself. When I look at my kids, my wife, it's like the best thing I could do for them is love Jesus. Yeah. And also maybe when you're given a sermon, try to work in the word fart and you'll, <laughs> you'll get their attention back because yeah. fart, the word fart is scientifically proven to be the funniest word. Yeah. I think. yeah. It's also the most captivating yeah. and convicting. And yeah. yeah. And it's also like <laughs> yawning. Like when someone yawns, like they can't help but yawn. It's yeah. also when you say fart, they can't help, but that's, then it's going to cause fart? laughter. Yeah. Oh, to laugh. Yeah. No, oh, fart. To fart. Yeah, fart. We say fart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It'll cause them to laugh until they fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you got it's true that Gen Z, their attention span was like every eight eight seconds now. I think it's eight yeah, seconds. Long. It's insane. It's less and that, that and that's yeah. for everybody now. That's on average. Yeah. We're less nine seconds is and, and we're we're behind a goldfish, guys. Yeah. Isn't like, a goldfish like ten or eleven? Yeah. Like, yeah. Nine seconds. Around there. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. So it, even with teaching for me, I have to do something every once in a while just to get them get them focused. But I, I do appreciate both of y'all talking about um focusing on your relationship with God first. Because mm. uh, I, and Ken, I, I talk to youth pastors um, all over. I just have the opportunity to do it. And that's probably the number one thing that I hear a lot is, is when they're struggling with something, uh, they're struggling in ministry, struggling with whatever. And I asked the question, because the first question I'm always going to ask is, how's your, how's your time with God? Mm. Yeah. Is, is that a priority? And I can't tell you, probably nine out, out of 10 times, is, it's, the answer is, I'm not spending time with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not growing my relationship with God. I was like, well, that's going to translate into your ministry. It's going to translate into your 100%. family, everything, every aspect of your life. So, yeah, so I appreciate both of y'all talking about it because it's so true. And it's, and it's kind of a common sense, duh, and in ministry and as a, as a pastor, as a youth leader, but it's so overlooked and pushed the back burner it's a cliche cliche which is unfortunate yeah. because it's like it's literally the number one problem with youth ministry is that youth ministers are not having a genuine relationship with jesus every mm-hmm. day pursuing him and it's an every like oh of course yeah that's i'm yeah of course i'm doing that so what what about my preaching technique though you know like yeah. What, like yeah yeah and something i would say for me just one last thing this is something my dad's always told me too like so anytime i get into those funks where I'm just like not reading scripture and stuff I get in the headspace of like it's almost like a guilt thing and it's like how do I even like get back into it it's like I almost feel like I've lost knowledge of like the spirit and like a scripture so it's like oh like it's too much to handle my dad's always talked about getting back into scripture it's like a three-phase thing so it's starting off with like drudgery so it's like you know you need it and so it's like oh yeah I gotta read today like 
just I have to do it. So it's like a drudgery. Then it turns into um, drudgery. Um, what is it? Drudgery um, pra- or discipline? Discipline. Yeah. Second one is discipline, to where you're in it, you're making a habit of it, and then ultimately it turns into delight, to where it's like you crave it and you need it. And so, and that's always just rang true for me because it's always like when I get in those funks, it's just like, man, like I got to get back into it. And so it's a very drudgery kind of thing, then practice. And then it's just like, I can't get enough of it. So he didn't give you a timeline for that, did he? (laughs) No, but I, we actually, it wasn't even that long ago that I was going through that. And like, I'm thinking like, okay, to get to delight, it's going to be like a month or maybe even more. And I'm not even kidding, dude. It was like, like two days, maybe a day to where it's just like, oh my gosh, like I love God's word. Like how like refreshing is it for my soul just to receive all this? And so the delight was pretty instant with that. So I've never thought of it that way before. And that, that actually really helps me because right now I think I'm in the discipline stage. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I kind of slipped out of it for a little bit as far as um, the delight aspect, but uh, I've been, working with a few guys and it's been interesting that you, I'm glad you guys said, just like Ryan said, I'm glad you guys emphasized the relationship and the time and the word. Cause I kind of feel like there's a wave of that coming back now um, yeah. through the youth ministry world and maybe even just through the ministry world in general, that there's a, people are waking up ministers, pastors, we're waking up to realize, yeah, if I want to succeed, I probably should spend more time with the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know and because yeah you can focus on your techniques and your planning and I have like no administrative skill whatsoever and I've been trying to work on that but if I sacrifice time with the Lord for that stuff it doesn't matter what I do yeah well yeah part all of it I think the production mentality of producing in our culture is as over time the last hundred years uh, really since the industrial revolution has kind of seeped into church culture that's yeah. the reason why you, you identify success in ministry of how many kids are showing up. Mm-hmm. In reality, that's great, but that really doesn't define your success of your ministry. How many kids yeah. are going to graduate out and reproducing themselves, disciplining other people and reproducing themselves? That's what success ultimately looks like, not how many butts you have in the seat. Yeah. Uh, so so I, th- I think some of that mentality kind of seeps in. So I, and I think that's the reason why us as youth leaders struggle with that because we're naturally production minded because that's ingrained in our culture. Yeah. And we've been working for years to try to legitimize our field. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, to be, to help people realize that we actually are pastors. We're real yeah. pastors. We don't have to wait till we're the senior pastor to be a real pastor. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, the, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized how, like how crazy important youth ministry is just because it's a different culture altogether. And like, it's, it's a mission field in reality. You know, it's like, you can't, you can't take the gospel to someone in Mongolia and present it the same way you would to the like uh, inner city somewhere, you know, like it has, it's translation has to be different. And so I think youth ministry is, I think so important, especially in our culture. So I mean, you think about it, all the habits you're allowing and helping them form and the impressions of Christianity and, and Christian leaders that you're helping them form as a young age where 
as an adult, you've already made up your mind. You know what you believe. It takes something super drastic in order for you to change your outlook. But, um, you know, that's why I'm actually involved more in children's ministry than I am youth ministry right now. And, and that's something that I've really uh, found that it's just such an important time uh, from, you know, you know, until, until they graduate high school. I mean, you think about the rate that people are leaving the church after high school, it's, it's uh, scary. And that should absolutely change and make us take a step back and think, okay, what am I doing? Um, what can I do differently to, you know, lessen those numbers? And ultimately it's, you know, a different, you know, a change of heart in your relationship with Christ uh, most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. So as we're kind of wrapping up, what if somebody want to get a hold of each of you, what is the, if you either to talk more about the book or even Sunday Cool, which is the best t-shirt company to me in the planet? I uh, love y'all guys. Use y'all for everything, everything youth ministry oriented. If they oh, want to yeah. get connected with y'all, what's the best way to get connected with each of you? Yeah. So speaking of trends coming back, we're really into the pigeon mail now. Yep. So if you could send like a curry. Like <laughs> really a bird. any bird. Yeah. Any, any bird could work. Yeah. An egret. Yeah. yeah an egret. egret. Um, um, typically a, some a sparrow of some a uh, an England swallow yeah it's something uh, that swallow not an African yeah. swallow yeah African swallow with coconuts okay. yeah um, <laughs> no that's yeah. a holy grail <laughs> no they can go to uh, sundaycool.com uh, but if they want to contact us directly me or Andy about anything with content or whatever uh, Andy's email is Andy at sundaycool.com and mine is Carl with two L's at sundaycool.com or you can Bob Goff me and I'll give you my phone number 417-825-ANDY boom and we'll my, my if, number we'll is we can get any calls my number is 800-588-2300 Empire today Empire. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> uh, don't call that that won't be me <laughs> so yeah that's it. Yeah. Bird yeah, or out. computer. Yeah. Well, guys, I just want to thank you all for coming out on the podcast today just to kind of share a little bit about how God's been using you um, in your new devotional, also just uh, more effective ways in actually ministering and reaching Gen Z. So I appreciate you all. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thanks for having us. See we guys. appreciate you guys. Thanks, guys. Well, guys, I'm really thankful again for Andy and Josh's heart and passion to reaching Gen Z and reaching them in an innovative and creative way that is directly towards their culture and how they think. And I'm really excited about that because there's not much of that type of material material when it comes to devotionals that's out there that I, at least I can see. Yeah. And I'm thankful for something like this because I remember I just told um, some of my teens the other day that uh, when I was their age, I had a, I had a hard time getting into God's Word, and there were a few times where my parents got me a couple of devotionals that were geared towards my age group at the time, and and that kind of got me excited um, to get back into the Word when I was having those dry seasons. So, uh, I think it's going to be a great tool. Um, these guys have a great sense of humor. I mean, this is like right up my alley. They had me rolling. I had to cover my mouth half the time so that half the interview wasn't just me laughing my head off. <laughs> yeah, I do have to admit, it was a little bit more of, of, a, of, a, of a different type of interview for us, uh, particularly because uh, not, not saying we don't have fun and laugh on the podcast, uh, but it, it was a little bit more comedic 
yeah. uh, have a comedic value because they're in some ways they're they're comedians oh, and, yeah. and some things they do in their content and their videos and other things are very comedic how they uh, when it comes to having material for using youth group uh, for youth pastors so yeah it was definitely a different different feel to our normal uh, type of interview yeah it was nice though because especially with the way this year has gone I'm sure all of us could use a good laugh right now <laughs> So I'm I'm thankful for them and and I love how um, people have um, an ability uh, like these guys to wrap up um, a love for God's word in a great sense of humor and make those two things coexist. So uh, we want to thank you guys for listening uh, to us today. Uh, if you've been a longtime listener, thank you for your uh, listenership. And if you have not yet, please uh, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that we can continue to bring solid youth ministry content to those who are looking for it. And if you're a brand new listener, thank you for listening. Feel free to check our catalog of episodes because there's some awesome stuff. Uh, Ryan mentioned there's we've got a whole interview on innovation and youth ministry. So feel free to check us out there. Well, guys, stay tuned for our next episode.